a game, so I explain it pretty easily. Listen, I'm only gonna explain this one more time. Because he's forced out. It's it's a force. Because he must. He must. Hello, and welcome to Because They Must. A sports history podcast hosted by me, Sophia, who doesn't get, understand, or really care that much for sports. And me, Tyler Ross, who has a second sports podcast that I'm also doing because I'm that invested. But that's not what this is about. This is about our show, Because They Must. Because They Must. How are you? you try to just explain basic sports to me. Yeah, and exactly. I try very hard to derail every conversation <laughs> we have i was explaining this to someone and i think the best example of what this show is was when we were talking about shaking the mitts for hockey mm-hmm. to fight and you calling it jazz hands <laughs> and every time i explain that to someone they're like yeah that's pretty cool yeah i still stand by what i said they're just doing jazz. They're having a rumble on the ice they're having a <laughs> dance fight if you will a dance fight yes it's a dance off Every hockey fight is just a dance-off Wow, waiting to happen. <laughs> Deep. So tell me, what's been going on in the world of sports? What have I missed in the last week? Do we, I guess the Super Bowl happened since we last talked. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I painted uh, that whole day. I had the whole apartment to myself, <laughs> and I painted my Twilight Terror cards, <laughs> and I had such a nice Super Bowl Sunday. I had a very intense one because as uh, a comic I saw recently who I had to apologize, I didn't talk to them at the uh, Super Bowl party. I was pretty focused on the game Mm -hmm. and they had said, quote, well, it was really impressive to see how many different bets you had going. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, because you have a gambling addiction. (laughs) And I said, that's not a compliment. (laughs) It's not. You have a problem. You and Dylan should start a separate podcast talking about comedians with gambling problems it would just be about you i don't know i don't like other oh, comedians i don't well as <laughs> i don't ag- know any other ones again the past shows i've been doing lately i've had many a conversations with comedians and our various gambling hobbies i guess being a comedian is the ultimate gamble if you will <laughs> wow wow deep well anyway Anyway, so what actually has happened in the world of sports? I know the Super oh, Bowl happened. Spring training just started for baseball. Baseball season, literally, like sports never ends. It just goes on and on. And you all say that there's like certain seasons for it. No, you, you talk about it constantly. There's never a break. It never ends. And it, there never It's just a machine. Oh, my God. I always, growing up, I always felt like baseball season was just every fucking day (laughs) it felt like it stopped for like a month and then my dad would be back to watching baseball again (laughs) yeah baseball is awesome i'm excited for this season i love baseball (laughs) it is it's a long there's just so many games of it that i am there's so many games how many games do you think are in a season (laughs) like three six five like there has to be one a day i swear to god (laughs) take an actual guess how many team how many games do you think a team plays in a baseball season i don't I don't know. I have no concept because, again, my number is like 100, like over 100 games, mm-hmm. 200 games. No. 150. 
up. Oh my god, I'm up. Okay, so we're closer to two hundred, like one seven five. Lower. Oh my god, just tell me it's the number. This is stupid. <laughs> okay, There's 163 let me, let me just, games in this, this season. This is the show where Sophie just guesses <laughs> random numbers. Welcome to Over Under, <laughs> where Sophie just guesses Over <laughs> Under on stuff that I kind of have some weird knowledge on. Yeah, like why is there that many games? How many how many baseball teams exist? It feels like there's so many baseball teams. Well, if you want to like hear more about more, baseball. I feel, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are more baseball teams than like kids in my graduating class. <laughs> I swear to God. How many baseball teams are there? Does every state have two? No. Two or three? No. There's states that don't have a professional sports team period in it. Well, New Jersey. Besides There's the another one. I guess. Wait. Let me Welcome guess. to Sophie guessing <laughs> things about sports. First it's numbers, now it's states. Can we get into cities or municipalities soon? I oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa. No. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. What state is like well, never there? Actually, you might be right with Iowa. The other one I was thinking of is um Arkansas. I was gonna say Arkansas okay, next. Yeah, I was. That was gonna be my next guess. It was Iowa or Arkansas. See, I, the crazy thing about this show is I'm actually pretty good at guessing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Iowa also doesn't. I guess. Oh my god! They have minor league like teams similar to Arkansas. I'm so jockey. It's crazy. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. I'm so athletic. I know so much about sports. Um. Wow, that's I hadn't really even thought. Oh, there's more than I thought. Okay, I was I was really wrong on my guess here. Montana, Alaska, Hawaii, New Mexico, Idaho, oh, Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota. Well, I, some of these I guess make sense. I don't know. Mississippi. I'm shocked. Maine. Some of these feel like they do have teams in them. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna argue with the very first Google You're search right. result. Why would I do that? Never will I. Well, anyway. Anyway, that was <laughs> I did it again. Derailed <laughs> it all the way to here. We're, we're googling stuff. <laughs> I love it. That's a good way to be on the podcast. Um, all right. Well, here's what we're going to talk about today. So mm -hmm. we had one time talked about the XFL. Mm -hmm. It's happening right now. Yeah. We talked about our some of our favorite teams currently, which are the Battle Hawks, St. Louis Battle Hawks, and the Renegades. Is That's that one of them. Picked? That's another one. Yeah. I forget who our other favorite was. Well, sea oh, the Sea Dragons. The Sea Dragons. And someone we're going to talk about today is a current player on the Sea Dragons who's had a really crazy career. And the more I dove into it, the more like interesting his life is. And, I, and again, I think this will be really um, interesting to see how you can have such a crazy life and then still be doing pro sports. Because I think sometimes we think of like, at least I think of athletes like, oh my God, you have to have done all these things to line up to make it like get into the pros okay anyway i digress okay <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the football player josh gordon josh groban no oh my god what a crazy switch i thought he was going to be in sweeney todd now he's just <laughs> playing for the xfl that's insane i'm so ready to learn how josh groban became a became a xfl player so Josh Gordon, <laughs> <laughs> Flash Gordon. Oh my God, he's still alive. <laughs> that is his nickname. He goes by actually. Well, so. of course he does. Yeah. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? What other nicknames could you have with the name Gordon? I guess Gordon Ramsay. There you go. Uh, he was born. 
April 13th, 1991. Mm-hmm. And he grew up in Houston. He played high school football and basketball. Now, he had, like, a lot of troubles in his youth. According to an interview with he did with Sports Illustrated, he was in middle school already taking... Wait, can I just make a clarifying question? Sure. Are we talking about football or hockey? Because I <laughs> I was kind of avoiding saying... Well, I don't know if you noticed. I was kind of avoiding saying wh- what sport he played. It was because my brain couldn't decide well, if it was... We said XFL. Mm-hmm. So, like, NFL, right? Yes. So, okay. it's football. Okay. He's a football player. I just, like, I don't know. My brain was, like, could be hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not let this go too far without her knowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So I just needed to know, you know, what kind of person he was. Yeah. A hockey player and a football player are very different people. That's true. It is very true. Hockey players, you don't really know who they are. Football players, everybody knows who they are. I know exactly who those, I know exactly who they are. Um, All right. So back to our tale. Uh, So in middle school, he's already, like, Taking drugs, he said it stemmed from his social awkwardness, anxiety, feeling of inadequacy, and adolescent-based fear. Hmm. Um, he said, quote, I turned to drugs to numb those nerves so I could just function every day. <laughs> so that's, you know. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> um, he was expelled from two middle schools. Middle school For stealing electronics from other students. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, but then he got a basketball scholarship to a different school, mm-hmm. and they got kicked out for weed. Uh, but he ended up graduating, and throughout this time, he sold weed to like feed himself. Like this was his main job, mm-hmm. and he said he quote smoked marijuana every day and drank vodka from Minute Maid bottles during class. Dang. Yeah. Um, Did you ever have someone in your high school turn up drunk? I think I was really naive to these kind of things. Mm. So even when like people were high, I'd people would be like, "Oh, they're high." But like, "Oh, I didn't even notice that." Like, yeah. it, it was not something I was like aware yeah, of. Yeah, I was so tuned out to that kind of stuff too. But there was like rumors about people that I heard. But a kid in uh, my brother's grade at middle school brought like a vodka bottle to our like middle school, and this is a small school, so you would have noticed. I mean, like. 12 to 18 kids per grade tops so it's really hard to get away with that yeah that's crazy i was like so like straight edge i guess you would say like i was so anti-weed i was in the dare program like (laughs) and yeah but i guess it it was common i remember i had like a cast party (laughs) one time for a play Mm -hmm. and my it was like just a bunch of theater kids like we were like you know like holding hands and like getting flushed from it uh but like my dad like marched down into the basement and just like looked at all of us and just went like where's the beer (laughs) (laughs) we were like they're literally we're literally drinking sodas (laughs) 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 eating smart smart pop (laughs) that's great um so he was really good football but again he was like he would say he would chug Mad Dog 2020 before games. What is that? So it's a fla- it's described as a flavored fortified wine. Whatever that means. A flavored fortified wine. Yeah, Mad Dog. It's like I, you've never had Mad Dog 2020. No. Interesting. We I drank it at some point in high school. Someone brought it around. It's just like not. Oh, so I guess you weren't that straight edge, yeah. huh? Well, this was like <laughs> later on. In the beginning, I was. Um, it's it's really cheap alcohol. It's just not good. Okay. That's basically the but best way. But it's wine? That's 
What yeah. a choice. Um, and he was able to play drunk. Um, it became kind of the norm for him. Ugh. And uh, yeah, not good. So as he was leaving. I can't even imagine trying to play, play any, drunk. do anything drunk. I can't even do beer pong drunk. Mm-hmm. I have to close one eye to like <laughs> see straight. <laughs> it's fun like. Never mind. Anyway. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so he was graduating from uh, high school. He's a three-star recruit. Mm-hmm. And just so you know what that means, um, according to Bleacher Report, this is the official definition. Each player is given one to five stars based on their talents, size, skill. Then each player is given a number to correspond with how they rank among prospects of the same position nationally. So, like, every high school football player, essentially, they can give them a star rating. Okay. So just a fun fact, just so you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I really tried so hard to follow <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> I don't know anything you said. Imagine everyone. It sounded like, Imagine every person that graduates from like musical, th- doing musical <laughs> theater <laughs> in okay. high school. Okay, now I can understand this. <laughs> they get like given a rank. Yeah, it's like a beauty leave. pageant. I'm, I'm picturing it more like a beauty pageant. Like they I get... Like, they get a score in swimsuit. They get a score in talent. <laughs> yeah. They get a score in like interview questions, and then <laughs> you just like add it all together and get the the um what was it median? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Was it the mode? No, I think you're right with the median. <laughs> yeah, that's in the middle. Yeah. Um. Oh no, the, the average. average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how we did that exactly yeah. at the same moment. So. One of the reasons he went to Baylor is because he was actually on probation for uh, credit card theft that he committed when he was 17. So he wasn't allowed to leave the state of Texas. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, I guess I'm going to go to college in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that during his time at the school, the coach would help him cheat on drug tests. And he said the coach instructed him to take certain bottles of detox and... Ugh. Quote, I've been enabled most of my life. I've been enabled by coaches, teachers, professors. Everybody pretty much gave me a second chance just because of my ability. That is so, so sad because what it seems like to me is like for a kid to be doing this, for a kid to be Mm self-medicating that heavily, that young, like they're begging for help and they don't know how. Mm Mm-hmm. And for all of these people to just like uh, all these adults to allow this kid to just keep self-medicating like this and not just be like, are you okay? Like, let me help you Mm -hmm. actually solve the problem, not keep going. Like, this is that is the saddest part about this. Yeah, it's a weird thing where people are like, listen, if we can just keep pumping you through to like perform your sport, it'll be fine if you like. No, this is like a kid like. They're a kid. Yeah. And I feel like that is something that we see so often with, like, I think young men and, like, young athletes specifically. They get treated a lot more like adults than they are treated their actual age. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, we need to realize a lot of times they're, like, they're kids. Like, I think back about, like, you feel so old when you're that age. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you feel so you want to be so much more and you want to be so adult, but then I get to where I am right now, 28. And I think about myself back then. It's like, that was a baby. Yeah. That was a little tiny summer child. They could have done anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, 
that's very sad that like none of these adults actually took some like steps to help them Mm -hmm. um as a sophomore he got suspended because him and a teammate were found asleep in the taco bell drive-thru at 2 a.m and they had a bunch of uh, bags of marijuana in the back which falling asleep in the taco bell drive-thru is like the most cliche thing i feel like you can do (laughs) not taco bell um so like taco bell is like the choice of stoners like yeah. it really is almost like purposefully of like we have to do it for the brand yes exactly mm-hmm. like we can't go to wendy's right now <laughs> we don't deserve wendy's <laughs> we don't deserve it it is fun <laughs> like they're so tiny the tacos you know it's easy to take oh, down a bunch i love them love ta- love we it. should get taco bell after this we should get sponsored by taco oh bell oh my after god this. yeah <laughs> So while he was live sp- Moss, <laughs> <laughs> we could say that plenty of times. How many times do we need to say it? every time we come on here? We just get more and more Taco Bell <laughs> swag until they like. That's why we started the video podcast yes. to build our Taco mm-hmm. Bell pitch. So while he was at Baylor, um, Gordon said that a dealer would send him like six pounds of weed per week, and he would just sell it in the area. Mm-hmm. He'd make like ten thousand dollars a month, and that is like how he was a. F- living at the time um he got suspended indefinitely by baylor for failing a drug test but then he would still get like transfer offers from other colleges to Mm -hmm. come play for them Mm -hmm. he said uh i would smoke blunts and pop out adderalls on the way to the visits of the other colleges so like there's clearly like something going on Mm -hmm. obviously right so he transferred to utah so he's in utah now Oh, my God. He's going to get hooked on soda pop. (laughs) (laughs) You're close. Uh, He did cocaine for the first time, and he failed a drug test because of that before he ever played for Utah. So he went home and then got drafted in the NFL. Oh, my God. After just one one and a half seasons, basically, of playing. That's crazy. By... The Cleveland Browns. No, boo. <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. He signed a four-year deal for $53 million. Oh, my God. So, again, the push keep pushing him through. Oh, my God. Kind of worked out in a sense. Not, in, But not really. Like, well, not really. Not really is correct. Uh, he told GQ Magazine. Do not put that out there that that stuff works. <laughs> You'll make it to the NFL. The more you You're so- this... We don't know who's listening. <laughs> Kids don't do drugs. That's our message. Yes. He told Jake. G- Wait till your your brain is fully developed, there and then go. you can dabble. Wow, how responsible of us! <laughs> I know. His pregame ritual was he would take a bong rip and a shot of whiskey. I probably drank like half a glass or a couple of shots to try to warm up my system Ugh. to get the motor running, and that's what I would do for games. So that's how, how he started his season. How would you get tummy aches? <laughs> I feel like my tummy would hurt so bad. Just drinking If all I the drank time? some whiskey and then got like the shit beat out of me <laughs> playing football. Like, are you kidding? Running? Oh my God. So what would you rather do? I'd be Drink so dehydrated. and run around and have people like push you and you have to catch a ball. Uh-huh, or uh-huh. the John Daly challenge where you're smoking cigarettes, eating McDonald's, and playing a whole round of golf. I would it. obviously do the John <laughs> Daly one. Golf is the most leisurely sport to exist. Are you kidding? 
I'm no one's chasing me. No one's hitting me. I just have to like keep hitting a ball towards a hole. Mm-hmm. I don't have to win. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to get through playing. Yeah. I'd want. Let's go do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we still are going to at some point. Yeah, obviously. So he used, he would miss a lot of meetings. He would show up late. It was always noted he had bloodshot eyes showing up to a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. So in the second season, he actually was suspended for two games for violating the NFL's abuse policy during this time. He was also the first wide receiver to have back-to-back games with 200 receiving yards. So he had two games in a row where he had 200 receiving yards, which is insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, he led the league in receiving yards with only playing 14 games in that season. So That's wild. Awesome. Yeah. Crazy, right? He was ranked 16th by fellow players in the top 100 of the NFL. So they all do like a poll of who they think is the top player. Like a pageant. This is like the Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yeah. So he got 16th in the poll. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So prior to 2004, he was arrested for a DWI in Raleigh. He was pulled over at 3 a.m. for driving 50 miles per hour in a 50 in a 35 mile per hour zone. The league decided to suspend him for failing a drug test. And then uh, he was shorter from instead of going the full season, they went to 10 games because they decided Mm -hmm. to reform the drug policy. He played for five games with the Browns, violated the season again, and then he was suspended for the rest of 2015 due to substance abuse program that he had to enter. Yeah, because now all of the consequences are like catching up and it's like these people aren't going to turn a blind eye because now he's a liability to them. Like if he gets hurt playing because he's fucked up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, they, the drug policies are like pretty, pretty strict in the NFL at yeah. this point. Like a lot of players will jokingly uh, post on Twitter if they had like a big game over the weekend where they get a bunch of sacks or something, their screenshot, like you've been randomly selected for the yeah. Miles Garrett used to post that. Yeah. Miles <laughs> Garrett gets drug tested like all the time. <laughs> he looks fake. He does look fake. I love you, Miles Garrett. Please leave the Browns. <laughs> please. This is I'm begging you. Please leave the Browns. This is I don't care about sports. I care about Miles Garrett <laughs> and his career. I don't want you on this team anymore. I want to root. I will go wherever you go <laughs> as long as it's not the Browns. I love you, Miles Garrett. He's going to probably die a Brown. <laughs> Sorry. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. All right. Back to our tale. So he was reading. I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> We're done going. here. That's I the episode. Thanks going. for listening. I've made my, I've worked myself up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too upset. Uh, all right. So he was denied reinstatement, but he could go to training camp. And then he actually decided to personally leave the Browns and check himself into like rehab for like mental health and like substance abuse. So he's trying to make the right choice. Good. It won't work until you choose it for yourself. Uh, he stayed sober for six months. That's good. And he quote, went to celebrate the only way he knew how to. He said he hit a new uh, low point at that six month trying to like celebrate it. He said in the same G- GQ interview I mentioned before that he was just stumbling around Gainesville looking for a drug dealer. He was like looking for people on the street corner, looking for anything that smelled like weed. He said it was like probably the lowest point in his life. 
Uh, and then 2017, he rejoined the Browns. He got one touchdown. In 2008, he played one game. He got a touchdown, but he got actually hurt at a promotional shoot he was doing oh. that was not team-related. That sucks. Uh, you know, what a bummer, you know? Yeah. Um, And because it wasn't sponsored by the team, they, you know, you get in trouble for that. Yeah. And he actually... I've seen the documentary series Cheer. There you go. If you get injured on another, like, doing a travel team, you can't you can't play on this one. It's, it's real like that. Yeah. He missed the rest of training camp because he left to seek counseling for mental health and anxiety issues. And during that time, the team was always really supportive. A lot of things that, you know, they put out were like, we want him to get it together. We mm-hmm. love him on the team. He just can't, you know. Yeah. So uh, they did inevitably trade him to the New England Patriots. Okay. And he caught... Tom Brady's 500th touchdown pass. <laughs> More Tom Brady for you. I, stop. <laughs> Why? I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> I hate this guy. You bring him up all the time. I don't, it's not like I'm purposely Shut doing up it, about Tom Brady already. <laughs> I don't care. He sucks. I hope you listen to this, Tom Brady. <laughs> He's got a lot of free time, maybe. And I hope you know that there's someone out there who sees you for who you really are. <laughs> I see into your soul, and it is rotten. <laughs> so he like, then, again, stepped away due to mental health, and the NFL placed him on an indefinite ban for violating the conditions of his reinstatement. But then the Patriots went on to win a Super Bowl, and he ended up getting a Super Bowl ring because he played enough games to count for it. Dang. So that's like a weird like yeah. huge W he has in his like career. Mm-hmm. Uh he was reinstated but then he got a knee injury. So the Seattle Seahawks then later signed him and then they released him. And then he went on to play for the Fan Controlled Football League. Have you ever heard of the Fan Controlled Football League? Is that pretty much like they have it's like fantasy football and people like actually pick the teams that you're on is it like the disney games like what's going on no so basically how the very shortened version of it is mm-hmm. it was designed where during the game if you were like subscribed or like following a certain team before each play mm-hmm. if you're following along you could vote on which play you wanted the team to That's do psychotic so it was basically like a video game with real human beings i hate this but it's also like that's weird. Steve Aoki owns the team, and he was, like, one of the, like, honorary coaches, like, putting in the call and things like that. <laughs> There's a lot fun. of, like, celebrities That's for it. What a silly thing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So he was on the Zappers. Zappers. And he had four receptions, and one was the game-winning catch he made. No, I don't care. What are other names? Of the fan-controlled <laughs> football league? Yes, of course. If a one team is called Zappers... What other names are there? So, I they all played at one place. I'm pretty sure they all were in Las Vegas is where they ended up um, playing all the games, if I remember. Oh, no. It was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it streamed on Twitch. That's oh how it was officially uh, put out there. So, the teams are the uh, Glacier Boys, the Zappers. The Glacier Boys are owned by Quavo and Glacier co-owned Boys. by Richard... Sherman. Oh, it's co-owned by Aiden Ross as well. That's crazy. Uh, the Zappers. I don't know any of the people on that. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is a co 
owner or is of the face of the beasts. Just give me the names. Uh, Myro, Todd Gurley, Marcus Peters. Not of the people. Oh, the of teams. the teams. Sorry. What do you think we're doing here? Okay, the next team name is called the Shoulda Been Stars. Oh, my God. The Kingpins. The Board Ape Football Club. That's one name? Knights of Degen. And Soki for, for Steve Aoki. So Dang. those were the teams. That's we'll have crazy. to do a whole separate fan, fan control football thing because it's kind of like silly dumb. No, I don't want any. Stop talking about football. <laughs> Ugh, we talk about football all the time. Well, football we're almost, and golf. Golf and football. Well, we're about to switch it really quick. So you hold tight <laughs> and your, your wish will come true. So he applied for reestatement. He actually played for the Kansas City Chiefs. He got a touchdown. And then it was his fifth ban for breaking the NFL's substance abuse policy. He was waived, signed by the Titans, and then he's now currently playing for the Seattle Sea Dragons, where in two games he's had one touchdown and 170 yards. So he made his way back to Seattle somehow. Here's the thing. According to the current NFL, this is what's so messed up about his career and sucks for him. Could have been great. He had all these things, and the rules kind of held him back, I would say, a little bit. His own choices as well. Mm -hmm. But according to the rules now, players will only be tested for THC once during training camp, and they raise the threshold for a positive test, and it eliminates suspensions for positive drug tests. Mm -hmm. So they just issue fines for up to three weeks' pay if you fail the drug test now. Mm -hmm. So my point to this is it kind of sucks that, like, he was in trouble for all these things for rules that they ended up changing anyway, had that been the case. I feel like, yes, I agree that it's good that they've changed these rules. I agree with all of the rule changes. Mm-hmm. However, I th- I think in this case that like this guy needs therapy. Like I think he yeah. needs to go to therapy. I think it's a good thing that like he's not being enabled because it's not like using it recreationally. It's not using it for... Or even for mental health in, like, a structured or positive, healthy manner. Like, he's very clearly abusing drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, I feel like he just needs help and I want him to... Mental health is important. And if you need help, there are people out there, licensed professionals, who can give you that help and who can point you in the right direction. Um, Yeah, and if you see someone who is struggling... You know, don't let th- don't let that chance to help them pass you by. Yeah, and I think there's a difference between like a sip of wine, kind of the like a metaphor. There's a difference between like blowing off steam in a sense, but it's like you said, there is a difference between like abusing mm-hmm. it yeah. to like whatever. So, um, the old rule too was all players were tested at least once during the off season, and ten players were tested each week during the regular season. Now, so we talk about that. Um, all the rules associated with the NFL and how they've changed them because of research and they understand and mm-hmm. everything like that. All right. Where's the point where we start talking about a different sport? Cause you said, hold on a second. So I wanted to switch this and like kind of levy it into Shikari Richardson's story. Oh yeah. We did talk about this. So yeah. So if you didn't know, um, Shikari Richardson is a track and field sprinter. She went to Louisiana state university and she recorded a time uh, she w- w- at the time making her one of ten of the fastest women in history at nineteen years old. She's like incredible. Have yeah. you have you watched videos of her running? Yeah, it is insane. Like you can just see when she kicks it into like this higher 
gear like she just goes to a different she goes to a different level Mm. it feels like like you the other people are obviously so fast Mm -hmm. i could never think to ever move that quickly in my whole life and then she just like there's just a switch that you could like see when she when she runs she's incredible um her ncaa record includes a second in the four by 100 meter relay but making her the second best ever female sprinter Mm -hmm. four days after um that that happened she announced she was foregoing her college eligibility and she signed a professional contract and it was sponsored by netkey so like after her freshman and sophomore year she's like yeah i'm gonna be a professional runner i'm yeah. like got it like mm-hmm. that's awesome um for in 2021 she set a personal best record making her the sixth fastest woman of all time um she was qualified for the 2020 summer olympics but a urine sample that tested positive for thc is what took her out. Now, Richardson stated that she took the drug to cope with the pressure of qualifying for the Olympics while mourning the death of her biological mother. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but she found out about her mother's death while she was in an interview. Yeah, they... I didn't they, know that. Yeah, oh my God, you didn't know that. No, I did not no, know that part of it. they asked her about it, and that's... It was, it's so sad. It's so messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, to learn that that way. Yeah. Um... So freaking gotcha journalism. I mean, when I read that, I was like, yeah, of course, like there's so many emotions that probably hit you. You're mm-hmm. not thinking like straight and everything like, like you're that. You're probably in a state of shock. Yeah. Yeah. And with everything else going on, like, That's yeah, it, it's all insane. the pressure. Like, I can't even imagine being in that situation. So she completed counseling program and accepted a one month suspension because of that. She missed the Olympics, which really sucked because when this happened, it was before they were moving the date of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And when they ended up moving it, technically she would have been up for the suspension and didn't get to participate. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I wanted to highlight a few things like obviously a lot of people were like, you need to change the policy. And what kind of ended up happening is the United States anti-doping agency cited that the policies done through the world anti-doping code mm-hmm. and they can't change the rules because other countries marijuana is like a lot stronger of a criminal offense in those countries mm-hmm. so that was why they were like well we can't change the rule because it's not us making the rule basically right. um is banned for performance enhancing reasons which, which I is, think is so silly. stupid uh, it's so dumb never in my life have i smoked and then been like i'm gonna be amazing at sports now <laughs> and they only test for thc specifically when it's in season so if you it would have come up in a test out of season mm-hmm. that wouldn't like prohibit you or get you in trouble in any way it was my understanding of how the drug testing works mm-hmm. and the only thing i saw that was how you get an advantage of it is that some data suggests that THC improves sleep recovery and muscle relaxation while reducing inflammation to help reduce aches and pains. That sounds like not like an advantage. That sounds like maybe physical therapy should be looking to incorporate that yeah. into their athletic training. It's like, are you advocating how good of benefits you I could know, be like, having for this? What is by going on? Framing it as a negative. This like, really feels like it's a positive thing for your athletes. To yeah. help their bodies recover from performing the sport that gives you money. Anyway. So, <laughs> Shikari is not the only person to be affected by the THC rule for the Olympics. There was actually a championship 
a champion snowboarder from Canada who tested positive after winning his Olympic and he was stripped of his gold medal. After? Mm-hmm. Isn't that silly? That is, you can just never smoke weed it's, ever for when, like, that it, is so silly. It's almost like, and I know it's a cliche thing to be like, oh my God, we just found out you were doing that high. Dude, double points for you, you know? And like, also, <laughs> here's another thing. It's like, taking away their, like, medal and stripping them of the title doesn't, like, negate the fact that they were the best that day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That they were the best. That they, like... I don't know. That is weird. to In like retrospect, like it just is like, yeah, okay, now that other person technically has a gold medal, but like they weren't the best. Right. And they know that. Right. It's not like, specifically with sports, it's not like any other like kind of competition where you can like strip it from them. Yeah. Like where it's like subjective, like a pageant, like you were the prettiest that day, Mm -hmm. like you could fulfill these roles the best. They like mathematically, they were not the best. <laughs> uh, an Italian sprinter and uh, also was affected with this rule. And then the other one I think I, is really well pointed out is in 2009, Michael Phelps served a three month suspension because he was photographed using a bong. And it was not against the suspension because he was outside of competition at the time and he never tested positive while in his career. But he got a conduct violation basically because he was. You know, a public figure. He had just won all those things. Well, what and about, they like, wanted to blast him for smoking marijuana, basically. What about Ryan Lochte? Who was, like, drunk pissing on a gas station during the Olympics. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just is, mm-hmm. like, we're talking about, like, conduct here. Like, what's really out of line? Yeah, it's silly that you can be like, well, we have a urine test with a number that says you're, like, disqualified. Instead of, like, wow, we saw you with your behavior. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, well, I guess that sucks. But I one time heard this thing that was like, if Wrigleyville was a person, it would be Ryan Lochte. That's really funny. And I really, I think about that every time I'm in Wrigleyville. As you should. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So that was like our talk about two different like drugs, drugs and athletes in a very Mm -hmm. quick kind of way. And um, again, it's been interesting watching the XFL and see that Josh Gordon is still like, He's still doing it, and I hope he's, like, managing. I thought you said Josh Gordon. <laughs> Josh Groban is doing great at <laughs> XFL. Uh, no, I hope, I, you know, he's someone that, like, again, coming from Cleveland, I will root for, like, ex-Cleveland players to be good. Mm-hmm. And I want him to not just be good, but be mentally and, like, well put together as a human and be okay. So I'm happy he's still, like, doing a thing he clearly loves or he wouldn't keep playing the game. But, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> I was ending on a sweet note, I thought. Yeah. How would you like to end? Um I think that drugs are a complicated topic and mm-hmm. not while not necessarily bad in all aspects, if you are struggling with a reliance on them, there are ways to get help and we should just can you edit this part out? Because I'm missing <laughs> it all. Just end where you were. <laughs> that was a great comment, Tyler. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the episode. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>